It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. I welcome you once again to another Estate Planning Essentials program. My name is Don Crawford, Jr., the grateful owner of KWM Radio, where my partner and I are boldly seeking to protect your family, your assets, and you. And my partner is my attorney, my co-host, my good friend, and he should be at least your attorney, and his name is Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Happy, very hot July. How are you? Doing well, Don. It is quite hot out there. Goodness, I walked the dog this morning around 6 a.m., and it felt like it was already 100 degrees. It must have been a hot dog. <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> you, I, I walked right into that one, no doubt about <laughs> it. I hope this audience is ready for your expertise and what you have brought to the table for the, for the last four or five decades, specializing in estate planning and elderly law. Um, the topic today is, is very interesting. 49 years ago, they ruled that uh, Roe v. Wade was what legal that the ruling indicated that abortion was legal and that um that allowed people to have abortions and that became a hot topic because speaking of hot um the supreme court ruled against it a few weeks ago maybe a month ago or so i lost track but nevertheless you think there are serious repercussions as a result of that ruling which could turn into other ones and today you want to talk about same-sex marital rights and what could happen there well, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, Justice Thomas in his comments said uh, because of the, the logic of the ruling on uh, abortion uh, rights or no rights, uh, that same-sex marriage and other issues should be revisited. And so I thought, well, if that's the case, maybe we ought to talk about different – if that did occur, I know that there are people who are – drafting different things to try to see, to test uh, what Justice Thomas mentioned, uh, to determine what would some of the things that could be lost uh, if there is no same-sex marital rights. Got it. So I thought, okay, what could be lost if it had occurred? And so I thought we'd go over some of those different things today. It's fascinating because he, not that these guys try to play God or these ladies try to play God, but what they're saying is former Supreme Court justices misinterpreted the Constitution. Here's how we interpret it. Now this is the law. And boy, that's a lot of power. Yeah, it, uh, it is a lot of power. And, you know, in law school, we learned a thing called precedent. And, mm -hmm. and it seems like um, 
uh, it, you know, like when you, and I'm not a litigator, I'm a, I'm a lover, not mm-hmm. a fighter, but, you know, usually what you do is like if you go before the court, you show them different cases as to why you build upon this and why the logic of the ruling should be whatever it is that you want it to be. And like so, with gun laws, did yeah, they yeah, know yeah, that there was yeah. going to be AR-15s back in 1778? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different things that have changed, and we could understand, uh, you know, if there's congressional acts that have, you know, let's say there wasn't, uh, you know, all men should be created equal, but women didn't vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then you say, well, gee, at what point, if oh, if you have an amendment to the Constitution or amendment to our laws, so there could be different things that could be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that may, it may be difficult to get things uh, like Congress to act. Right now there's so much, um, it's very few things that uh, Democrats and Republicans agree upon. Well, so it seems like it's almost impossible to get some things done. No. Uh, so, I don't think it's ever going to change, especially Roe v. Wade, because that's not over with. We've got the ruling um, change things, but um, the only thing that's um, not changing is that there's always going to be change. That's right. So we'll have to wait for the next ruling, the next decision, et cetera, et cetera. Joe Biden is going to try to stop it, apparently, and others. But you think, again, there's going to be repercussions from this. Well, I, you know, I don't know that they're really, you know, I think abortion is a, you know, lightning rod issue. Sure. And, um, uh, and I don't really think that the same-sex rulings will be overturned. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that they're going to abandon that because it's, I don't think it was the hot uh, button topic mm-hmm. that uh, so many other things are, but mm-hmm. Justice Thomas brought it up, and you know, like you just said, whatever. There's one thing for certain. I don't know what the laws are going to be 50 years from now. Just like we saw that things changed 50 years ago, and now we see that things have changed again. Yeah. Uh, so one thing is certain is that we don't know for certain what we the don't. future will be. That's right. There's always tomorrow, as they say. So tell us what you think might change now regarding same-sex well, marital rights. Well, I don't think that. Well, first of all, I don't know that it will change. It's just that uh, Justice Thomas brought it up that we should review it, that Mm -hmm. there shouldn't be uh, same-sex marital rights. If that occurred, Mm -hmm. then it's basically what are marital rights that you could be lost. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I think of is health insurance was so important for so many people. A lot of people through their employers have health insurance, and they could cover at least their spouse, if not their family. Well, if you don't. If the the partner is no longer a married partner, well, some people can't either get health insurance or it would be prohibitively costly to get health insurance. It's such an important thing today. Uh, So health insurance could be lost for the partner if if there's no longer a marital partner. Okay. The next thing is income taxes. A lot. Now, if this varies, of course, and you have to look at indi- everybody's individual situation, but sometimes uh, if you're married, it's more um, beneficial from an income tax perspective to marry, to file a return married jointly. Mm-hmm. But everybody has to look at their own situation. So those situations where a married couple could file jointly could be lost uh, if they're just partners. Mm-hmm. Third thing is on estate taxes. Uh, on estate taxes, right now when you're married, you have an unlimited marital deduction. So your spouse can get everything without there being an estate tax. It's usually where they get you is on the second one to die. And so a lot of times uh, you could do estate planning documents where you have these, either you have, depending on what you want, to, your goals are to have some estate planning in your wills or trust, 
Or even if you didn't, there is a thing called if you make an election with the government within nine months after the spouse dies, the surviving spouse could use their exemption to when, when they die. So let me clarify, right now the, most people don't have an estate tax because the estate tax limit is $12,060,000. Now we expect in 2026 it to be around $7 million or so because it sunsets the law um, that was passed um, uh, about six years ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but, so let's say it was $7 million, and let's say you had an estate of $10 million First, first one to die, there's no estate tax. But if the second one didn't do any kind of planning or use the exemption, there would be the estate tax on that $3 million excess. Got it. So a married couple has the rights to these different estate tax uh, benefits that a, if you're single, well, you wouldn't if you gave it to a partner. Okay? Interesting. So let me make sure I understand. Currently um, – same-sex marriages allow for that yes. to be tax-free? Yeah, it's no okay. different. So the right now there's equal rights. doesn't matter if you're uh, you know, married to a same-sex partner mm-hmm. or to an opposite-sex partner. Okay. Their rights are equal. All right. But if, they, if there's no right to be married, if it's a same-sex, uh, then those rights would obviously disappear. Okay. Uh, another advantage is on retirement accounts. Usually on a retirement account, a surviving spouse, although they don't have to, rolls over their IRA so they can, can continue to have tax deferral. So if you uh, the husband dies and gives an IRA to the wife, the wife rolls it over into an IRA and continues, if they're older, to make required minimum distributions over her life expectancy. Well, if you do not if you're not married, well, now the if you're not married, then it, uh, then you have to take it out within 10 years. So now all of a sudden you're going to have higher income tax at a shorter because it's going to be taken out over a shorter period of time and there's no tax deferred growth. Uh, so the uh, there is an additional, basically, higher taxes for the partner mm-hmm. if they're not married. Okay. And, of course, then there's different planning you could do with it, the rollover. But, but you know, there could be disclaimers, this and that. There's all sorts of different types of things where you could say, oh, I want my child to do get this or that because uh, I don't need the income. Anyway, the, some of those uh, planning options would disappear if they're not married. Okay. Number five on the list is Social Security. Uh, as you, as most people know, usually uh, that if one spouse who has a higher Social Security than the other spouse dies, the surviving spouse generally, there's a lot of Social Security laws, mm-hmm. uh, generally gets the higher of the two. So let's say husband was getting 2000 and wife was getting 1000 mm-hmm. generally and the husband dies, let's say, first, uh, generally the wife will get 2000 They won't get their 1000 anymore, or maybe you could say they're getting their 1000 and 1000 of the husbands, but whatever, it's basically uh, you'll have $2,000, and so if you're not married, you won't get that $2,000, you will stick with your own 1000 okay. And so now there's less Social Security if they're no longer considered married. Married. 
Uh, the sixth one uh, is deals with Medicaid. Medicaid, Medicaid. Um, if you're married, uh, you could often what they call expand the protected resource amount. So there's a certain amount of assets you could keep, but you could even expand and keep maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars to uh, for the well spouse. Uh, because the federal laws prevent spousal impoverishment, so if you're and so that means that the well spouse, first of all, might be able to keep hundreds of thousands of dollars, but if they're not married, all they could have is two thousand. So now all of a sudden, uh, there's a big discrepancy on the amount of assets could be kept without spend down for the government to help pay for long-term care costs. Let's say either a nursing home or sometimes assisted living or sometimes at home that you wouldn't have if you're single, because then if you're single, you have to get down to less than $2,000 for the government to help pay for long-term care costs. Medicare, uh, what a lot of people think Medicare will take care of me. No, it doesn't take care of long-term care insurance. Mm. So if you have Alzheimer's or uh, or some sort of a uh, dementia or some other need for long-term care, uh, the rights would dissipate with the loss of the marital status. And by the way, I know this is early, but I want to thank KAAM, Don Crawford here that I'm speaking with, as well as the Percy Fund that has made a generous contribution for our Alzheimer's Walk, which is going to be on November 5th. They've kick-started us on a great way, and for which I am gratefully appreciative. You're very welcome. It's our pleasure. and. That's uh, the walk to end Alzheimer's. Is that is that what correct. Yeah. For? correct. And I saw that um, you're in second place right now. Oh, I didn't even know that. Uh-huh. I happened to see it online the other day after you sent your, your kind note, and somebody's way ahead of everybody. They must have started a long time ago or at least really believe in this cause, not that you don't, but they've got a significant amount of money. But I thought, well, Michael's marchers in second place is very impressive. Oh, well, I, I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you're ahead of me. And not I that we're competing, it. of course. Well, right. uh, it's, it's very, we're very fortunate. Our walk team has um, been in the top five or ten for I don't know how many years straight, so we're very fortunate. Right. And uh, we want people to walk. We want people to donate. How do they do that since you brought this up? Well, I would love them to donate by going to our website at dallaselderlawyer.com mm-hmm. uh, where it says, you know, join our walk team, and hopefully they'll even join our walk team. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just it's not that long a walk, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a lot of camaraderie, and it's for a great cause to end Alzheimer's. Sure. Um, and So anyway, if you there's a link, all you have to do is click on it, and then you could join our team. Great. You've been part of that team, that Alzheimer's organization, that Dallas chapter, for how long now? Oh, I, I, I'm not really sure if it's been seven years or something like that. I'm, I'm not really sure exactly how but long it's been. You were just promoted. Tell me all about it. We well, didn't set this up before the show yeah, by no. any means, but you no. brought it up, and I'm glad um, this came up. Tell us what happened here. Well, I just became chair of the uh, Greater Dallas and Northeast Texas chapter. Chair, so. that's pretty high up. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's. I guess I didn't take a step backward at that meeting. No, <laughs> I guess not. Um, is that? Is it sounds like it's another full time job. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that we can try to eliminate uh, Alzheimer's. I, I'd love to see that happen in our lifetime. Our, of course, our goal is to make the world a better place, mm-hmm. and, and certainly there's a lot of 
you know, negative impact on mm-hmm. uh, Alzheimer's has not only on that person but the families, yeah. the caregivers, and so it's a terrible disease, and we need to end it. It really is. Um, I just wanted to make one point. You and I share articles about it uh, to keep each other current, so we know what's going on. And I just get the feeling when I wake up every morning, go to bed at night, it's almost always been one step forward, one step back, not two, one and a half or. Two and a half. It just seems like it's one and one, and we're not getting where we need to. What an well, insidious and mm-hmm. impossible disease, almost. Well, I think we'll eventually get there. We're taking. We're, we might be inching for, towards inching. the end, but it may. Uh, but I think we're making progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that you're right. Like for example, that drug that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's making it more difficult unless you're having you know some some trial and things like that. But you're making we're making progress, and I think eventually we'll get there. Uh, it's just a matter of how long it will take. But you're right. It, we wish we could have an uh, instantaneous pill mm-hmm. that we could take, and it was magic. Well, we – I don't know anybody with Alzheimer's, and I'm, I'm going to be 59 soon. Uh, I don't have to. I've learned so much about it, and I don't wish it on anyone, nor do I wish it on any caregiver. Um, all the more reason for people to participate by giving or walking, praying, whatever they need to do to try to help us stop – this awful disease. So. Well, there, I don't think there's anybody, even if you don't have it in your family, that doesn't know somebody that's been affected. Mm-hmm. So we all should help each other, I'd like to think, mm-hmm. and um, try to make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you for saying. We deviate, sort of, not really, because it's a very important topic, but uh, how about another reason, Michael, um, that could change same-sex marital rights? Well, you know, also on the Medicaid section, as far as, you know, the ability to keep more re- resources, also there's no what they call transfer penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an exception that what's called the five-year look-back period. So for Medicaid, since you have to have um, – they look at your resources. They say if you make a gift or an uncompensated transfer within five years – the government says you did on purpose to get eligible for their public benefits for them to pay. Mm. But since they look at the assets of a spouse, a spouse as well as the person applying, uh, then there's no transfer penalty between spouses. But if I made a transfer to a partner that wasn't a spouse, then that would be a penalized event which you would create ineligibility for Medicaid. Okay. And another thing would be that uh, if you're so let's say that you kept hundreds of thousands of dollars so this is another thing if you had hundreds of thousands even if you got eligible for Medicaid if there's a surviving spouse then that surviving spouse is an exception to Medicaid estate recovery so the government has a right to make a claim against let's say a home or a car or, or the cash or something like that if there was uh, assets that were still in the name of the uh, institutionalized spouse at the time of death to the extent that Medicaid benefits have been advanced. However, uh, if you're, um, it's an exception to Medicaid estate recovery if you have a surviving spouse. Well, if you're not married, there goes that exception. Okay, good to know. Uh, the exception, as usual, every program is Michael Cohen. The exceptional experience are his workshops. Uh, they are outstanding. They are every month. They are free. And you get to come, uh, participate, 
get a free donut, get a free KWM coffee mug. You get to ask a particular question about your individual circumstances. You get to hear about other people's issues and internalize those and apply them to yours. And they're very, very rewarding. You never leave kicking dirt saying, well, that was a waste of time. And Michael's next workshop uh, that you should attend in person. He used to do them online during the pandemic. He doesn't do them online via Zoom anymore. He does them in person. And the next workshop is Saturday, July the 16th at 10 a.m. Is Thursday, August 18th at 10 a.m. And Michael, as usual, tell everybody why they should attend the workshop and what goes on. Well, you know... I never know what questions that people are going to ask about it, whether it's be about state planning or probate or uh, Medicaid, mm -hmm. some of the topics that we've kind of touched, touched on a little bit today. Uh, and so we ask people what they want to know. Mm -hmm. It's two hours. It's free. The time will fly by. You're going to learn something, not only the questions that you may have without any obligation because it's free, but also you're going to learn from others. Uh, besides having the free donuts, like you said, there's uh, the KWM coffee you mugs, and you know some people even get caps and pins. I mean, you know, who can ask for anything more? No, you can't. Yeah, I mean, it, your it, life it, is complete once you get a KWM coffee mug. Is what you're it, saying? It, it, it's true. No, I mean, I, I, I can't. People are clamoring. Some people say, "No, I just want to have the KWM <laughs> coffee mug." No, they don't. I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. This is total propaganda. Don't anyone believe? Now we've deviated in a very real and painful way, and I'm sorry to say that but anyway you were saying well anyway to, to, besides the fact that we hope that you'll have a good time along that way you're going to learn something and if you do go to the two-hour free estate planning essentials workshop we also give you the opportunity not the obligation to go to have a free vision meet we call it a vision meeting where so you basically get three free hours of legal education to find out the questions you've been wanting to know uh, without any cost. And the free vision meeting is private, of course. That, that's right. The group. Yeah. And, only, uh, and we only give that to people who go to the workshop because we teach a whole bunch of people at the same time, okay. so it saves time. So if you want to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102, or it's even simpler by just clicking online on our website at Dallas Elder lawyer.com that's dallas elder lawyer.com uh, but if that's too difficult then you call that 214-720-0102 number and we hope that you'll have a lot of fun like we've been doing it for almost 10 years now so uh it's been a quite a, a enjoyable i think experience for many people very helpful thank you um the supreme court ruled that abortion rights should be left up to the states should not be federal law uh, that that meaning they steamrolled the roe v wade ruling after 49 years in place and there are repercussions as we've said before are there a few more michael yeah i'll, I'll tell you a few other things well this is of course we don't know that same-sex marital rights will be lost mm -hmm. but there are some i'm going to mention a few other things quickly in the limited time that we have okay uh one is under Texas law, if you have a surviving spouse, so even if it's a second marriage or third marriage or whatever, and you're living in the home, the surviving spouse has a right to live in the home for the rest of their life. Okay. Well, if they're not married, you wouldn't have that. Of course, you, the, the surviving spouse has to pay the taxes, can't abandon the home, but a, there's a homestead right. 
Now, even if you had a homestead right, uh, sometimes you could uh, do something else. Even if the spouse was disinherited under Texas law, even though there's community property laws, and you know, of course community property is, forget that for a second, uh, even if the spouse had been disinherited, uh, there could be what's called an allowance uh, that could be elected through the probate courts. So when you have uh, so one of the exceptions is you have a, you say, okay, I'll have a certain amount of money in lieu of the homestead right. So uh, there could be personal property that you could have a, a right to make a claim against. So, you know, you think about certain exempt resources on, uh, under the Texas laws, mm-hmm. like a certain amount of cattle and this and personal property items. So you can make allowance for the personal property. Or in, if you don't want the homestead, you could get, um, uh, but not to exceed forty-five thousand is actually the rule. Oh, and uh, then on um, other exempt resources, you could take uh, uh, up to uh, thirty thousand dollars. So let's say the cattle or whatever, uh, as opposed to having uh, assets. Uh, and then um, I'll mention one final uh, exemption or one more thing that could affect it, since I've mentioned 10 different things, and I don't know where we are on this, but the 10th one I'll mention is on medical decisions. Um, you know, if a lot of people have medical powers of attorney, if you didn't have a medical power of attorney, what would happen? Uh, well, then you go by, there are some priorities, so there's surrogates uh, that could be made under Texas law, and the, usually the spouse is the first one. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, if you didn't have a spouse, if you weren't the spouse and you didn't have a medical power of attorney, well, there's lots of different people that would be uh, in front of you, if, even though you're the partner. So, uh, for example, if there was adult children, uh, they would have a priority after the spouse and maybe the nearest relative and even a member of the clergy parents. could be. Yeah, well, the parents, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the parents, the real, closest relatives would be a priority over the partner. So you may have been a partner, you may have been estranged from your uh, parents for decades, uh, uh, and yet you didn't, the partner didn't get to make those rights if there was no, because they're not married uh, under Texas law. I guess the world knew this Roe v. Wade ruling decision um, was really big, uh, at least national, if not universal. Um, But there's a lot more. You haven't heard the end of this by any means on either side, and including the Supreme Court, it sounds like, according to Clarence Thomas. Um, this is not um, what Michael's workshops are all about. Um, there's all kinds of topics, estate planning, elderly law, elder law, these kinds of things. But we want you to attend his next workshop. And to do that in person, it's not online anymore, dial 214 720 214 Go to DallasElderLawyer.com, com for Michael Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, Michael Cohen's next Essentials Workshop. Michael Cohen, I thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. Leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. 
That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call them by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.